Welcome to the Believer's Voice of Victory from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. Download the notes at kcm.org notes. Let's turn once again to the book of Hebrews. And then before we're done here, we're going to take a step of faith. Hebrews chapter 11. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Now let's back up here a few verses and let's read down into that. First of all, remember now, we're reading about a spiritual force, a, a spiritual substance force that is already dwelling on the inside of you and on the inside of me if Jesus Christ of Nazareth is your Lord and Savior because that's the way he became your Lord and Savior is by faith, by grace through faith. So now let's back up and read the 35th verse. Cast not away therefore your confidence or your faith, which has great recompense of reward. For you have need of patience that after you have done the will of God or act after you have acted on His will for you. James put it this way. Be a doer of the Word and not a hearer only. For you have need of patience or Bible endurance that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. For yet a little while, and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. Read it with me. Now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. We're not of them who draw back under perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. That's not the new birth. Amen. Amen. That is the renewing and the faith power of God working on your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions. Now let's talk about this new birth. We've talked about it. We've looked at it from scriptures all over the New Testament. Amen. Well, let's look at another one. <laughs> Hold your place there and go back to the book of Ephesians again. And we'll go back to where we were yesterday. Ephesians chapter 2. And we read 
Verse 8, for by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Wherefore, remember that you being in times past Gentiles in the flesh who are called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands. At that time, you were without Christ. You were without the anointed one and his anointing. Being aliens from the common wealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. Look at that. You were without the anointed one and you were without his anointing. And his anointing is the burden removing, yoke destroying power of God. Now that's another study in it in itself. We'll, we'll get there. Yeah, we'll, we'll get there. But if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then you're separated from Him. But look at this one. Being aliens from the common wealth of Israel, and strangers from the covenants, plural, of promise. Back over here now in the 10th in the chapter of Hebrews. For you have need of patience that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. But if you don't know God, then you're strangers from the covenants of promise. If you don't know that you have a blood covenant with God, we're covenant people. Yes, sir. That's, that's, that's what the English word testament means. Yes, sir. Covenant. And in the Hebrew language, that the word translated covenant means a place where blood flows. A blood agreement where blood is mixed. There's no more serious agreement known to mankind. When blood promises are made, it literally means what my family and I have promised you and your family. If we don't keep this promise, then we're cursed. That's the reason there's feuds that go for hundreds of years because of a violation somewhere in a covenant. And here you got a family that's, that they don't even know why they're supposed to do it, but they're just supposed to kill those people over there. There's a blood feud between them. 
Amen. Amen. And everything that God promised to Abraham, he, he, when he entered covenant with him, he said, you, you kill these animals and you lay it out. And he walked in that blood and he swore to him and said, because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself. Amen. And Abraham then offered up his only begotten son. Wow. In a blood agreement with God. Strangers from this kind of covenant and honor relationship. And if there's anybody strangers from it, it's westernized people. Ours is about, you know, it just depends on what color of ink you write it in. You write something in blood and it means something. And God swore to Abraham by himself. If I fail to keep this, I will self-destruct. But there was a prayer coming one day. Jesus would pray in the garden of Gethsemane. If there be any way to let this cup pass from me. Now what kept God from yielding to his only begotten son? because his blood brother Abraham offered up his only begotten son. How could he do any less? Say, my God, Brother Copeland, how do people have that kind of faith? You've got it. That's right. Amen. You have it. You have Abraham's faith. It's living in you right now. You've got, you've got the inner strength to do that if you know it and if you find out who you are in Christ Jesus. You have that kind of determination in you. You have that kind of faith. Why? You got a blood covenant with God. And part of that covenant says, by my stripes you were and are healed. That's not a promise. That was promised in the old covenant. In Isaiah chapter 52, 53, and 54. But it came to pass when Jesus went to the cross and shed his precious blood in behalf of that covenant agreement. Glory to God. And by his stripes ye were healed is not a promise, it's a fact. It is a blood bought fact. Hallelujah. Amen. And I refuse to compromise. I refuse to ever say anything other than by his stripes I'm Amen. I'm just not going to do it. I've compromised it in the past and I've made a renewal of my, my commitment before him. He's my king. And he gave himself a ransom for me. And I will not compromise his word. If he says I'm healed, then by the eternal God, I'm healed. And I'm walking in the blood of Jesus. And I'm no stranger to the covenant of promise. 
where does that put me then in the 91st Psalm? Think about it. Think about it. And I will be with him in a time of trouble. Why? Why, Lord? He has placed his love upon me. Listen, oh, this has got blood written all over it. He knows my name. That's covenant talk. He, his name. Yes, sir. He swore. Yes, sir. He raised him from the dead and gave him his name, which is above every name that is named. And at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow of beings in heaven, beings in the earth, and beings under the earth and declare that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Right quick, before we run out of time, Ephesians chapter three. Quick, 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 quick. That'll do you good. Try that. Verse 14, for this cause, I bow my knee unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Of whom, not Jesus, of the Father. I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. You've been named after him, glory to God. He said, go into all the world and preach this gospel to every creature and in my name. Cast out the devil. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. What is part of the church to the, the command to the church in 1 John chapter 3? And this is his command that we believe on the name of his son Jesus and love one another. You remember what Peter got up and preached after the man at the beautiful gate jumped and ran? He said, Why look ye on us as though our calling, our holiness. You can put it like this. Why look you on me? Because I'm an apostle? No. No. He said it was faith in the name of Jesus that made this man strong. And we know you got faith in the name of Jesus because that's how you got saved. Woo-hoo-hoo. Glory to God. It's in you right now. I said, it's in you right now. 
Amen. 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 Jesus. This is the moment, I mean, about that long after he'd been raised from the dead, he said, all authority has been given unto me, both in heaven and in earth. Therefore, you go and take my name. Yes. I've seen it happen to others. I, I've had it happen to me where he's just under so much pressure, pain everywhere, obviously sick or whatever. And all of a sudden you just begin, I call on the name. And the awesomeness of it just gets to your inner man and you fall on your face and you begin to call on that name. I call on that name. There's blood between Jesus and me. I'm a covenant man. I have a covenant with God. Amen. And there's no way in this earth that Satan can break me out of it. See, you and I can't break that covenant. We can break off our fellowship with it. But the covenant is between the Father and Jesus. And one of the articles of my covenant is that he is faithful and he is just to forgive me my sins when I confess them. And brings me right back into fellowship. It has nothing to do whether I feel good about it or not. But you have to have faith in his faithfulness. He said it that's it. That's hard on the flesh and it's hard on, on the mind. Yeah, but brother Copeland, you don't understand what I did. No, and I don't want to know what you did, but I understand what Jesus did. Because I've done, <laughs> we won't go into that either. <laughs> you know why we won't? Because it's gone. That's right. Kathy, you know that little house that Gloria and I bought there in Steamboat and, and just, you know, what Gloria called the little birdhouse. And uh, she, uh, Kathy's one of our closest friends and we met uh, she and her husband and family in, in, up in Colorado years ago. But anyway, can't you just see that little house? And uh, you come in the driveway there and there was that great big satellite dish back in the 80s, you know. And you're on the little driveway and you pull up there in the little straight up and down house and you walk into the, the mud room there and it had some kind of orange looking tile in there. And then into the little kitchen and, and stuff. And the master bedroom was upstairs there and another little bedroom downstairs. We sold that house in 1999 
And the guy that bought it bulldozed it away. <laughs> that house doesn't exist anywhere anymore, except in our minds. Gloria, Gloria right now, in her mind, she can just see that little house. I can just see that little house. It doesn't exist. And I do not have to think about it. I can think about it or not think about it. Oh, Brother Copeland, no, you miss it. No. Because the guy came in there and built a house that was three and a half, four times as big as that one. And we bought it. <laughs> Eight and a half years later. Glory to God. Amen. I think about that one. Okay, there you go. <laughs> See, there's no use you thinking about your sin. Fix your mind on Jesus and think about that. That's what the scripture tells you to do. Because you that'll bring faith. The other brings fear. Turn to the book of Philippians and I'll close with this for this session at any rate. Philippians chapter four. Hallelujah. Verse four, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Be careful or don't be anxious or worry about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with, thanks, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. Now you, you made your request by faith and now you continue that request in thanksgiving. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, honest, just, pure, lovely, good report. If there be any excellence, if there be any praise, think on these things, those things which you've both learned and received and heard and seen in me. Do them. Do them. And the God of peace shall be with you. That means you, by the grace of God and faith in Jesus Christ and his word, you can rejoice whether you feel like rejoicing or not. You can think about only those things that are just good, pure, virtue, praise, excellence. Say it. My mind is my mind. My Nobody, the devil, or anybody else, can make me think anything. I choose not to think, especially about my sin. My sin is none of the devil's business. It's Jesus' business. I'm a believer, not a doubter. I'm a man of faith. I have faith in God. Well, somebody shout amen about it. We hope you enjoyed today's teaching from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. 
Be sure to get the notes at kcm.org slash notes. And remember, Jesus is Lord.